Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a doctor on the show who's going to talk to us about your penis, penis health, ED, how to have stamina, how to work out your penis, and does size matter? A very jam-packed episode with absolutely amazing information. So thank you, Dr. Mohit Kara, for being on the show. And you got to keep listening to hear the episode. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I have a treat for you. I have a treat actually for your penis tonight or today. I have Dr. Mohit Kara, who is currently a professor in the Scott Department of Urology at Baylor College of Medicine, and he holds the F. Brantley Scott Chair in Urology. Dr. Kara specializes in male and female sexual dysfunction, men's health, and hormone replacement therapy. He also serves as the director of the Laboratory of Andrology Research, the medical director of the Baylor Executive Health Program, and the medical director of the Scott Department of Urology. And he also serves as president-elect of the Sexual Medicine Society of North America. Okay, honestly, I don't even know how you have time to talk to me. (laughs) You're the director of everything. Uh Thank you so much for even getting on the call with me today. I really appreciate you being here. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I really want to just dive into it with you. We're going to talk about whether size matters or not today. And like, hopefully you can give us some other advice on penis health for the guys who are listening today. But I want to really talk to you about whether size does matter, because there are amazing men on this call who are confused or have been given misinformation from other places. So you are obviously the person to go to to set the record straight. So tell us about whether size matters or not. Sure. So I think you kind of alluded to this earlier. First, let's talk about penile health, because that's very important. And that leads up to this. So I want to share a very important statistic with you. Did you realize that 40% of men at 40 have erectile dysfunction, 50% at 50, 60% at 60, 100% at 100? Erectile dysfunction is a natural part of aging, right? So you think about that. That's many of these patients come into my office and they say, doc, I'm 55 years old. How could this be happening to me? I said, Mr. Smith, if you think about it, 55% of men your age have this condition. And the reason being is because if you think about the penis, it's just two muscles two muscles running yeah. in parallel. Like if you think about your arms, you know, there's muscles in it, there's two muscles running in parallel. And as men get older and they tend to not use the penis as much, particularly when their wives or partners go into menopause, yeah. they stop having as much sex. So the penile muscle starts to atrophy. 
And as it atrophies, then it develops something called venous leak, which means it's much more difficult to engage in sexual activity. So I tell men it's extremely important to continue to use the penile tissue. We use medications like daily Cialis. I don't know if you've heard of daily Cialis. I have, yes. Well, I've seen the commercials for it. Yeah, so there's two ways to take it. You can take Cialis on demand, which means prior to intercourse, or you can take it every single day. The daily Cialis is fantastic because studies have shown that over time, it can actually increase the muscle in the penile tissue. Obviously, having regular sex will increase the penile muscle as well. And some studies suggest that even testosterone can help as well. So I think it's very important when we talk about penile health, men should be aware that this is a common condition as they age, but there are things they can do to prevent the atrophy of the muscle. Oh, interesting. So like use it or lose it basically is what it sounds like. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. If guys don't have sexual partners right now, and let's say guys are in their 40s or 50s or even 60s listening to this podcast, and they're like, oh God, I'm going to lose it. I better find somebody fast so I can have lots of sex. Are there other ways other than taking a pill or other than having sexual intercourse where they can, you know, do a workout for their penis? Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, having regular sexual activity is very important. Men who masturbate several times a week, keeping the tissue healthy. One example I can give you is men who have a surgery called a radical prostatectomy, which means they have prostate cancer surgery. And right after the surgery, they have a very difficult time recovering their erectile function. So we put them on a program. It's called the penile rehab program, where we give them something called like a vacuum erection device, which is a vacuum. It provides suction on the penile tissue, makes it erect. We give them daily Cialis. We give them testosterone. Think of it like if you injured your leg. You give them testosterone. We do if their testosterone is low. We do if their testosterone is low. Okay. But think about it, Marnie. Let's say you injured your leg in a car accident. What would you do? You wouldn't just look at it. You'd rehab. No, I'd go to rehab. I'd go to physical (laughs) therapy. Exactly. Think of the penis the exact same way. You would go to rehab. And so we use everything we can to help improve blood flow into the penile tissue. Now, you may see there are some new concepts coming around in terms of PRP, stem cells, shockwave therapy. I've seen that. These are new areas in sexual medicine that are arising. I think you need to be careful because, you know, they're not FDA approved, but there may be some merit in using what we call, these are called regenerative therapy, using these techniques to help the body heal itself to improve the blood flow in the penile tissue. And these are very, very popular and getting more traction these days. Oh, interesting. Okay. I did not actually know any of this. I knew that your testosterone starts to dip as you pass the age of 30, but I didn't know that people start to experience ED the older that they get. So that's really interesting. So what about a guy who's like in his 50s, who's divorced, who gets back into a relationship and starts having a really healthy sex life again, right? Is that like strengthening his penis and does he buy off some of that degrading, I guess, by increasing his sexual level? Absolutely. So we actually published a study several years earlier showing that those men who have a willing partner tend to maintain their erections for a long period. And that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you're a widow and you don't have a partner, it's going to be much more difficult to preserve the penile tissue. But if you have a partner, and particularly a partner who's interested in sex, so we gave the female partners a questionnaire called the FSFI, which is called the Female Sexual Function Index Questionnaire most popular questionnaire for women for sexual function, those men who had a partner at home who had a high sex drive tend to preserve their erectile function better. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's really interesting. Okay, so now that we have some basic penis health covered, which I think is really helpful information for most guys, not just to feel better, but also to educate them on how 
you know, if they're not even at that age now, how they can prevent degradation. Am I saying the right word? Or atrophy, right? Atrophy, atrophy of right. the penile tissue. Yeah. And that's where, again, we mentioned earlier these regenerative therapies, which may have some promise. And most popular right now, just so you should know, is the one called shockwave therapy. And when I first saw this 10 years ago, I was in Europe and I saw this gentleman taking a device and it was giving 2,500 shocks to the penile tissue. And I thought this was crazy. What are they doing? Shocking the penis to help improve blood flow. But it makes actually a lot of sense. The cardiologists use it for the heart. Others use it for the elbow. Essentially is what you do is you induce trauma to an organ. The body thinks it's undergoing trauma and it starts to heal itself. It brings in new blood vessels. It brings in growth factors. So we're actually using the body's own ability to heal itself. So many clinics throughout the United States are using these shockwave devices. You just have to be careful because not all devices are the same. Some are clearly much more effective than the other. Okay. Well, actually, what about like infrared sauna and magnets? Would that have some impact on? Yeah. So not necessarily magnets, but certainly like TENS units, which actually divide electricity. And those are not as popular as the three I mentioned, which are PRP, shockwave, and stem cells. You've heard of stem cells. Yeah. And PRP is very popular, platelet-rich plasma, which you know a lot of the orthopedics use. But those three have really seemed to take off in the United States. And, you know, I'll tell you why. Because if you think about it, Viagra is not a cure for erectile dysfunction. Let's think about it. So I just told you that every decade, ED gets worse. So if you take Viagra one night, you're not solving your problem. You're just covering it that night. But every year, the disease is getting worse, right? So Viagra is not a cure for ED. So many men are looking for a cure, something to reverse the ED process. And that's why these regenerative therapies, as I mentioned earlier, are very appealing as opposed to just taking a pill. Interesting. I actually have one of those. They're not pumps, but they're vacuums because I have an audience of men. A lot of people send me stuff that I can never try out for myself. So my husband is 10 years older than me, but I received one of those. They're not penis pumps, but it's like more like a vacuum. And I showed it's it to exactly him. exactly that. Yeah, I showed it to him five years ago. He's like, I'm not trying that thing. I was like, you're going to want to try it at some point. But I'm going to actually share this podcast with him and remind him that if he doesn't use it, he loses it so that he will start using Good idea. that vacuum. And I'll get a more fun sex life out of this, which I think is going to be a huge benefit to me. Yeah, but Marnie, it is exactly what you're saying. It's exactly what you're saying. It's a vacuum. And so what happens is if you think of the anatomy of the penis, it's actually fascinating. See, what happens is you think of it like a tube. And down the center of the tube is the artery, okay? And on the periphery of the tube are the veins, and in between is muscle. So the more blood that comes in, it starts pushing the muscle against the wall and pressing the veins against the wall so blood won't come out. Very clever. So more blood comes in, less blood can come out because you're pressing the veins. Well, many men are not able to stop the blood vessels from coming out. And so what they end up doing is they have something called venous leak. Well, these vacuums essentially are a vacuum, and then you place a band at the base of the penis, which blocks the veins so the blood doesn't come out. And why many men like the vacuum is because it's very, obviously, economical. They don't have to pay every time they have sex. Right. Right. If you buy Viagra, if you use it, you have to pay. This one, once you buy it, you can use it as many times as you want. You're not paying every time you have sex. Right. And it's not a medication. Like, there's, I'm sure, some negative side effects to some of the medications that can be taken for certain people. There are clearly negative side effects for medications, particularly if a man's taking nitrates for his heart. If he takes Viagra, he can drop his blood pressure so much that they can actually kill him. So there are certain things that you have to be very careful. And people sometimes can't tolerate the side effects. But with a vacuum, which is called local therapy, you're not putting any drugs inside your body. One other local therapy we should mention that's actually quite interesting that most men don't know about is called penile injections. And they actually work very well. 
Like a Botox? It's no, it's a medication it's called Trimix or Edex. Okay. And essentially it's a small amount of fluid and you use a very tiny diabetic needle and you inject the fluid at the base of the penis at the 10 or two o'clock position and you put the fluid in. And what it does over the next 10 minutes is it induces a very good erection in many men. And even if they ejaculate, the erection does not go down. And so many men use this medication, particularly when the pills don't work. This is the next line of therapy. And it's very, very effective. The only thing you have to be careful is if you inject too much medication and your erection lasts greater than four hours, then I have to meet you in the ER to surgically bring it down. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, the vacuum sounds like the best option, to be honest. <laughs> safer. Safer. Yeah, safer. <laughs> right. Less invasive and less embarrassing. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. So now that we're heading out of cuffing season, which is that season where women want the guy to keep them warm at night so they're a little bit more easygoing or flexible on who they'll date, you're going to need to step up your game. And part of stepping up your game is stepping up your banter game. So many times guys lose out on girls because they don't know how to be fun, witty, engaging, clever, while also being down to earth and creating a real connection. So if you don't want to lose out on the chick because you don't know how to communicate and you're just boring and flat, then take a couple banter sessions with me. I promise you, your dates will go through the roof, not just because you're throwing them up there because you're so muscular, 
but the actual number count is going to go up, I promise. So go to kristenandchill.com, scroll down, click banter, and choose your package to get those banter skills in shape where this summer it's going to be a lot easier for you to get the girl. And if you email me at kristenandchill.com, I may even send you a discount code so you can get these world-class skills at a discounted price. That's kristenandchill.com. Okay, so now that we've talked about how to take care of your penis, how to exercise your penis on a regular basis, I do want to talk about this myth that size... Well, actually, maybe it's not a myth. I want to hear from a professional. Does size matter? And then does size matter to women? I don't know if you're studying that in the laboratories, but does that matter? I think, you know, the way we look at this also is I perform a surgery called a penile prosthesis. Are you familiar with that surgery? Yes. Right. So this is a procedure where we place an implant into the body and it actually, patient can pump it up. And what you find is that it tends to find that yes, size does matter, but girth tends to matter more for many women than length. For example, if the girth is very narrow, but the penis is long, that's a wider girth, but a shorter penis, right? And that's particularly because of the ability for the girth to be simulating the G-spot. So the wider the girth, the better. So I think size matters to some degree, particularly if a man has a very short penis, it's difficult to keep penetration. But again, it's girth that matters to most women. Okay, interesting. And so also, I don't know if you have these answers, but for women, can they still be pleasured with a smaller penis, but a smaller penis that knows how to be used correctly? Sure. So I think it just takes some training, right? So it's really really communicating with your partner, understanding your partner, but clearly it's basically external stimulation. Now, I will tell you that every woman is different, right? So some women prefer a longer penis. Some women don't. It really is a personal preference, but I think you can still have good sex with a shorter, wider penis, but it, it just takes some communication and training. I think so too. Do you have any statistics on women? I do. So I treat a lot of women. Yeah, I treat a lot of women for sexual dysfunction. Remember that 43% of women in the United States have sexual dysfunction. That is a lot of women. 43% of women over the age of 40. And remember that... Define dysfunction for me? Like, what does that mean? Sure. There are four categories. So if a woman has decreased libido, which means desire for sex, decreased arousal, which means decreased blood flow to the genitalia or to the breast, orgasmic dysfunction, meaning inability to orgasm or decrease of the intensity of the frequency of the orgasm, or pain within a course. Those are the four categories. If she has one or more of those four categories and she's bothered by it, that's a very important point, and she's bothered by it, then she suffers from female sexual dysfunction. And many women in the United States suffer from FSD or female sexual dysfunction, and only 9% of the women that are suffering from it seek therapy. And the most common forms of therapy are vaginal lubrication, but some will see, they use hormones. But it's very unfortunate because 91% of women who are suffering are suffering silently. Why is that? I think most of them do not realize at the first that there are treatment options available, number one. Number two, as they get older, a lot of the men will start developing erectile dysfunction. So many women will say, what's the point? So why would I try to improve my sexual function when I can't partner. And some, quite frankly, some women, even though they're suffering from FSD or they, well, they have one of the four components, they're not bothered by it. They just say, look, I have low libido, but I really don't care. And so that's kind of where they are. But those women that do seek therapy, the treatment options for women are fantastic. 
I mean, there are two now FDA-approved drugs for women. That's fantastic. I'll give you an example. In 2015, if you went to Walgreens and said, give me the drug for women for sexual dysfunction, there would not be a single drug they could offer you, not one, but there would be over 30 drugs, 30 For for men, 30. But in 2015, a drug came out for women called ADDY, A-D-D-Y-I. It's the first FDA-approved drug for women. Is it to help with Viagra? No, see, that's interesting. Viagra increases arousal. Arousal means giving a man an erection or increasing blood flow to the woman's genitalia. So I do give women Viagra to increase the vaginal lubrication and the arousal. But that's different from libido. Libido means desire, right? And ADDY is FDA-approved to make her want to have sex, increase her desire for sex, right? So she takes it every day. And it's FDA approved to make her want to have sex. Several years later, horny the entire day. Like what? Well, no, but it actually helps because it works, and it doesn't involve hormones, which is some women don't want to take hormones. It increases dopamine in the brain, which increases a woman's desire to want to engage in sexual activity. So many women that I take care of who have breast cancer don't want to take estrogen. They don't want to take testosterone. They're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So we give them ADE. The second interesting drug that came out was called Vilesi. This came out several years later. And now it's the second drug for women that's and FDA approved as well. Sorry that I keep none of these are over the counter. All none of these are over the counter, they're, but they're at none the pharmacy. Okay, they're at the pharmacy. All prescription and Vilesi is like an EpiPen. You know, like an EpiPen, and she injects yeah. it into the abdomen, and she does it forty-five minutes prior to sex, and it makes her want to have sex. And so she can go in get a prescription for Vilesi, and they inject subcutaneously. So times are changing. We're starting to get this medications for women. I but, do you want know, to ask quite, one question for my co-host because sure. my co-host isn't on right now, but she suffers from slight depression and she takes antidepressants, which totally kills her sex drive. Would for sure. this be something that she could take with those antidepressants? She can't. She can't. Absolutely. Now, one of the easiest things you can do, antidepressants that shut down libido are called SSRIs, like Lexapro and Prozac. You can always consider switching that medication to something called Welbutrin. Welbutrin is one of the only antidepressants that actually increases libido in women and men, so that's an option. But if you still want to stay on your antidepressant, you can take ADE with the antidepressant and see if it improves libido. Now, I'll tell you, using testosterone in women is very effective in improving her desire for sex, a completely different route. So we use quite a bit of testosterone in women. Most women like either using a pellet, injection, or a cream. Again, this is not FDA approved in the United States, so use it off-label, but it can significantly improve her desire for sex. Interesting. Okay, so actually, I'm going to ask you a question that probably is not part of you being a doctor, but for the men that are listening on this call, let's say they are dating an older woman who they sense might have some kind of sexual dysfunction, what would be a recommended way to talk about this with her? Like, I love even the information that you had right now because I always find being education and making suggestions in an unembarrassing way, non-attacking way, helpful way is a good thing for a man to be looking into solutions for her. But what could be a way for him to have a conversation with her about sexual dysfunction? Because you said so many women don't do anything about it. Right. And so there's a couple of things you can think about. First of all, you want to have a multifaceted program. So we have a sex therapist, which is very important. We have a pelvic floor therapist, which is very important. We have a dietitian. So remember, there are four things that are really important that can affect a man and a woman's sexual function. And it's completely in your control. And I call these the four pillars. It's diet, exercise, sleep, and stress reduction. I don't have a pill on the planet stronger than diet, exercise, sleep, and stress reduction. And if you decided today you wanted to focus on just one of them, it would completely change your life. Just one. Now, imagine if you did all four. 
And every one of us can make a bigger improvement on each one of these every day. But I tell patients, focus on the four pillars. It will significantly improve your quality of life, your sexual function as well. We look at these patients when they come in and we say, look, they could be mental. There's a huge mental component when it comes to sexual desire for women and men. So we tell patients that when you come in, that we have a program. Now, remember that hormones benefit more than just sexual function. Many women have increased muscle mass, decreased fat deposition. They sleep better. There's better improvement in depression. There are improvements that you can see. So we tell them it's not just about sexual function. It's about your quality of life, right? And by the way, your sexual function can also improve as well. I think the approach is to look and saying, just how can we improve our quality of life, which will by default also improve your sexual function. I love it. I think that that's fantastic. Thank you so much. I really just think this is like a jam-packed episode of really good information for men to absorb. And I don't want to give them too much more because like that's a lot to take in. So thank you so much for coming on. So new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and download the shows, sign up for the shows, subscribe to our show. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. Thank you.